shall we begin? Let the games begin. All right, all right, all right. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Get to the chopper! This is going to be quite a ride. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast. I am your host, Christian Renteria, and this is the Movie Pit Podcast, where we talk about all the big... I'm talking too fast. Why am I talking so fast? Uh, this is the Movie Pit Podcast, where we talk about all the big breaking movies. I'm not editing that out. Where we talk about all the big movie news items of the week. We also showcase one of the trailers that came out this week, and we'll talk about the movies that are out in theaters and streaming for all your viewing pleasures. Hello, everybody. Now I can officially slow down. I don't know why I was talking so fast. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, so this week, uh, it's a pretty uh, slow week in terms of the movie news. There wasn't really a lot of stuff that came out. Uh, there were a couple trailers that came out that obviously will showcase the, the big one that came out this week. Uh, pretty sure you already know what it is. But, uh, but yeah, we have also quite a few stuff coming out on streaming and in theaters this weekend. So relatively light week on that. Uh, before I get to all that, I do want to remind all, all of you that obviously uh, everything uh, of the spooky season is up pretty much. Uh, we have the Friday the 13th episode, the Don't Look Under the Bed rewatch, the found footage episode, and we have a Halloween episode. Uh, next week I will be releasing, I really tried to get it out this week, but I just couldn't, uh, I just couldn't get, I just couldn't get in time guys. I'm, I apologize for that. But next week uh, we will pretty much conclude the spooky season and uh talk about um so i'll talk about the horror movies of the year that i watched ranging from everything ranging from barbarians the black phone to scream to some of the streaming stuff we'll talk about all that uh next week on the podcast i'll be releasing a special episode a post spooky season episode if you will so um i did not forget about that episode i just Wanted to delay it because I wanted to give myself more time to watch horror movies. That's, uh, let's get to why we're here. Let's get to the movie news. Like I mentioned, uh, Trailer Talk has now become Trailer Spotlight. Oh, Spotlight. One of the big trailers that came out this week, and obviously that trailer is the first trailer for the first movie in Phase 5 of the cinematic, you know, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. Marvel dropped that trailer this week, and it looks pretty good. Uh, the movie will follow, of course, our Ant-Man heroes and Scott, once again, played by uh, Paul Rudd, Hope, played by Evangeline Lilly, Hayden Pym, played by Michael Douglas, Janet Van Dyne, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, and Scott's rebellious daughter, Cassie, now played by Catherine Newton, being sucked into the quantum realm after what looks like a device that Cassie built or helped build, maybe, maybe she helped Hank somewhere along between, somewhere between uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Endgame. Uh, Cassie has become uh, quite a builder, I guess, and um, this device sucks him in to the quantum realm. Uh, then the trailer shows us, of course, the quantum realm itself, the return of the quantum realm, us going back to the quantum realm. And it looks like a whole society is down there at some point, and uh, it, it does look like we'll obviously get um, more about Janet's uh, Janet's time down there in the quantum realm. Obviously, she was stuck in the quantum realm even before the events of ant-man and uh we get our first look at bill murray who is now part of the marvel cinematic universe from the comic-con footage and the comic-con description of the footage uh, it does look like bill murray knows janet vine in some way shape or form uh but of course the big thing in the trailer is jonathan majors's return to the mcu now officially playing kang 
you want to get technical, he played the one who remains in Loki in the Loki season finale. Now he's officially playing Kang. And from the trailer, it looks like maybe Kang is stuck in the quantum realm or rules it or wants out because he mentions that he wants to quote unquote help Scott get back home. Maybe so even King can get out. Maybe he's, you know, again, maybe he's stuck there. I don't know. It's a lot of speculation. I didn't read too much of the panel stuff that came out of uh, Comic-Con just in case. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, think spoiled for myself too much. And I still want to be surprised by a lot of the stuff. But from the Comic-Con panel and the director, Peyton Reed himself, they have said that Quantum Mania is a, quote, very, and they're very, you know, specific about this very important movie in the MCU and in Phase 5. I mean, we're getting Kang, which is obviously the next big bad in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He is getting an Avengers movie named after him. And people are somewhat jokingly, especially after the workout video that was released, uh, showing off Majors' Majors's absolute, absolutely ripped body. Uh, I, I say this as a straight man, but damn. Uh, <laughs> but people are saying that Ant-Man uh, might die in the movie. Obviously, and you know, obviously we don't we don't know if that's the case or not. I mean, I don't think Marvel would go that far in killing uh, Ant Man like that. I mean, obviously there have been other people that have taken the mantle of Ant Man, but um, Paul Rudd is such a beloved beloved actor and beloved character, and he's done the the role of, of Scott Lang pretty well. So it'll be interesting. It, it, it will be interesting and intriguing to see if they do go forward with that because there's a lot of people speculating that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, it, nonetheless, it'll be interesting to kind of see um, what comes of this and how it dramatically changes the MCU and uh, the characters and like that. And if we're taking bets on who's dying, I mean, I don't really like doing this, but if I have to take a guess, I would probably say it's either Hank or Janet or maybe even both. Uh, if you want to take bets on, on, on that, if something drastic has to happen, like a character dying, I don't see it being Ant-Man, but... Uh, if it is, if it isn't him, I, I would say the next best guess would be either Hank or Janet for sure. But we'll find all that out uh, when Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania comes out next year on February seventeenth. That will be the first Marvel movie of next year, and like I mentioned, the first movie of Phase Five. Uh, honorable trailer spotlight I want to talk about is another Marvel property: is the Guardians of the Galaxy's Holiday Special. That trailer came out. And like Werewolf by Night, which came out uh, earlier earlier this month, is being presented as a special presentation, and it looks pretty fun. It looks like a fun little side story that they're doing. Yeah, go go check it out. I'll definitely be interested in watching that. But Ant Man is the trailer spotlight. Like I mentioned, comes out next year in February seventeenth. All the trailers are be uh, will be linked down below in the description slash show notes area. If you want to go watch them, there's some. Uh, obviously, Ant-Man being the, the big one, but there's some other trailers that dropped this week as well. That said, let's move on to the movie news items of the week. Well, let's start off with a quick one here. Uh, Hardcore Henry and Nobody director, I'm going to mispronounce the last name. I'm just putting that out there right up front. Elia Nysholler, I don't know if that pronounced, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he direct, like I mentioned, directed Hardcore Henry and Nobody. Nobody, of course, being the Bob Ordenkirk movie that came out last year. Uh, he is set to direct the Amazon Studios action comedy Heads of State. The movie already has two big names to star in Idris Elba and John Cena! Plot details are being kept vague, but it is being described as an Air Force One meets Midnight Run and centers on a mismatched pair who are in over their heads in a high-stakes situation. No word on when the movie will get started, 
but I, for one, am interested uh, in this. I like Idris Elba. I like Cena, uh, especially if he's either playing the straight man or the comedic man. If I had to take a guess, I would say that Idris Elba is playing the straight man and John Cena is playing the, uh, the, the, the more loose, you know, com- not necessarily comic relief, but the more kind of loose, not necessarily straight man kind of vibe. But uh, we'll have to wait and see if, that, if that's the case. Not saying that Idris Elba can't, you know, play the more loose comedic relief goofy character but um if i had to take a bet uh it would be that john cena's playing that because he plays it so well but yeah i'm interested in that and uh i I really like nobody hardcore henry for what it was uh it was okay it wasn't all that great the director um i'm just gonna say his first name Ilya, uh has such a a great eye for action so i'm very interested in seeing what they do with here especially if if he reteams up with um the team behind nobody which of course the team behind uh the john wick movies as well stunt team anyway all right moving on like i mentioned it it was a very short week so we we had like two more news items coming up uh the next movie news item a new star wars movie is in the works and two names are already attached and miss marvel director charmine um this is just a a bad name day by the way uh charmine obeyed chinoy i I, i'm sorry if i mispronounced that name i even tried to slow it down and i'm sorry if i mispronounced that but she directed the episode uh, she directed episodes for miss marvel on disney plus and writer and writing the movie or at least co-writing the movie is damien lindenloff he will be co-writing the movie with justin Britt gibson who has done uh, episodes for tv series like banshee the strain and counterpart counterpart being the jk simmons show where he's um where there's two different uh, universes in case you're wondering and um yeah that's the news Lindelof's involvement in the star wars has been rumored for years uh, i remember even when jj abrams was involved there was talks that he was going to be doing moving uh doing a movie at that point so Lindelof and star wars have always just kind of been these two ships crossing in the night you know right and um now he's finally getting on board with that and we have a director as well so that's pretty cool Originally, there was no word on what the movie would be about, but then details started to come out and revealed that this new movie would be set after the events of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, although it won't be a direct continuation of that storyline. Additionally, it could, big emphasis on could, feature characters from the latest trilogy, although it won't be, quote, explicitly linked to the Skywalker saga. So it is within the time frame uh, that we are familiar with in Star Wars, but it will not necessarily be the Skywalker saga. Uh, it's taking place after those events, so obviously the Empire has uh, fallen again. The New Order has also fallen again, so it will be interesting to kind of see what they do with it. Obviously, uh, all the Disney Plus shows are kind of taking place in between events. This one is taking directly after the events of, of what we've seen in theaters. Uh, the future of the Star Wars is a little in flux, at least in movie form. There was supposed to be a new movie by Patty Jenkins called Rogue Squadron that was supposed to come out later this year, but then it got pushed back, and now it's officially on the back burner uh, due to due to due to things. It's either scheduling conflicts or creative difference. I think creative differences was the main one they were talking about. So I think at first it was creative. Uh, it was scheduling conflicts, and then it came out like no, no, no. It was creative differences. They they just couldn't agree on something. So I think that's that was that's the official reason uh, that was given out later on. But it's officially pushed back. So that that is no longer the next Star Wars movie. That was supposed to be the next Star Wars movie, and that was supposed to, of course, follow um, the uh, the fighter the. The pilots uh, of of this world that obviously patty jenkins uh, had uh, a, a very close story with because her father was a pilot during the war and she wanted to kind of 
uh, honor honor her father in in that kind of way, which I thought was really cool. But again, creative differences got in the way. Obviously, this is Star Wars, so obviously you have to try to connect it some way to the universe. Uh, Kevin Feige is, of course, working on a movie with Loki writer Michael Waldron. Um, that's you know that's been in the works for uh, a couple of years now, and uh, finally Taika Waititi is directing a movie with writer Christy Wilson. Uh, Karen's, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Uh, she wrote 1917, Last Night in Soho, Netflix's The Good Nurse, which is officially out if you want to go watch that. So, Taika Waititi's movie, probably, presumably, uh, one of the projects that is coming up because Disney does currently have two untitled Star Wars movies dated for December 2025 and December 2027. Taika Waititi's project was announced back in 2020, so presumably, he is working on that movie, and one of and one of those two dates will be Watiti's project. I'm just assuming that it's going to be one of those. Uh, right now, of course, Star Wars is thriving on Disney Plus. You have The Mandalorian, The Book of Bubble Fett, Andor, which is currently going on, and then the upcoming series um, for Osaka with Rosario Dawson reprising her role as Osaka from um, The Mandalorian, and that's just the live action stuff. Obviously, they have the animated stuff, the Bad Batch, and and all that and all that stuff potentially coming back. Um, as well, like I think they're working on another one, if I remember correctly. I'm not positive on that. Um, not positive on that, but this is a pretty huge deal. Obviously, you know, anytime we get a new Star Wars movie, it's always a, a big deal, and it's always put under the microscope. Uh, I love with w- having a director, a female director at that too, um, for the Miss Marvel movies, uh, or from the Miss Marvel TV series, which I, I really liked Miss Marvel. So. I can't wait to see what she does with a bigger budget and uh, an IP like Star Wars. And obviously you have Damon Lindelof. Whether you like him or not, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of the stuff he has written. Um, but uh, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I'm just saying I'm not the biggest fan. But it'll be interesting to kind of see, you know, what he does in the wheelhouse of Star Wars. But uh, no word on when, uh, on when any of this will get started. But you have writers, and uh, again, uh, with uh, Karen's 1917, Last Night in Soho, and then The Good Nurse. I haven't seen The Good Nurse. But I've seen Last Night in Soho, and I've seen 1917. Both those movies were, were good, in my opinion. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Obviously, with the news that this is a continuation uh, of the timeline that we are currently in, is also interesting. So a lot of intrigue going into this project. Will it be good? Who knows? But you have a director, and you have a writer already. Writers, rather. So I'm assuming this thing is getting fast-tracked as, as much as possible as well. And the final movie news item that we're going to talk about is Warner Brothers Discovery has found not just one, but two heads for DC Films Studios and DC Films producer Peter Safran and the very surprising James Gunn. Yes, that James Gunn, director, writer James Gunn. Both of them will share the title of co-chairman and chief executive officers. For DC Studios, overseeing the overall creative direction of the DC Universe in film, TV, and animation, from marketing to spending to distribution. They will also officially start on November 1st, so next week, early next week at that. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, This new role obviously means that Gunn is exclusive to Warner Bros. Discovery and DC, aka no more James Gunn Marvel movies. Of course, he has Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 set to come out next year on May 5th. 
and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which we talked about, which will be coming out on Disney Plus on November 25th. If you um, need <laughs> any sort of uh, idea on when that is, that is Black Friday. At the moment, DC doesn't currently have any more DC movies coming out this year. They were supposed to, but they all got pushed back. Uh, next year, we got Shazam! Fury of the Gods in March, Blue Beetle in August, The Flash in June, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom in December. It was also revealed why Dan Lin didn't get the job. If you remember Dan Lin, super producer Dan Lin was supposed to get the job from Walter Hamada, but that didn't uh, pan out because talks apparently uh, stalled. It's reported now that he, quote, asked for too much, unquote. Uh, too much what is unknown? Too much money, too much power, too much creative control? I, I don't know. They, they just, they... But it was reported that uh, Saffron and Gunn were also helping David Salsloff, the head of Warner Bros. Discovery, get some contenders until they became contenders, contenders themselves. And then, you know, we are where we are now. Saffron is already producer on DC movies and has a deal with Warner Bros. Discovery uh, with his production company. So it's, so it's an easy partnership to go from there. Uh, it looks like he will be splitting his time with the production company, um, doing other stuff as well. We talked about Heads of State earlier the john cena idris alba movie saffron is producing that and he's producing that with amazon studio so he doesn't have an exclusive uh, an exclusive deal with his production company from studios so he can go around and do stuff but i'm assuming now with this he's going to be uh you know probably putting a lot more of his effort into warner Bros. discovery movies uh, he has produced the dc films in the past uh, of the movies that are coming up the only one of uh, the dc movies that are coming up the only one he's not producing i believe is the flash I think that's the only one he's not producing from from that. So Gunn obviously being a co-head is a bit shocking. I didn't expect it. I don't think it was anybody's bingo cards, but everyone seems pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy with it. It's, it's a very interesting move, uh, especially getting, you know, usually you get like a producer or, you know, just somebody else. You know, you never really get a director uh, ahead of a studio like this, especially uh, in charge of uh, such a, a big property like the DC, like DC comics or anything like that. So that that's pretty big. So uh, James Gunn being attached to that is very, very cool, very interesting. I think it's a win for all of us nerds. He's obviously a fan himself. He obviously has a connection with the studio and a connection with DC. Obviously, he directed The Suicide Squad. He's got Peacemaker. He's working on season two of Peacemaker right now. So that's pretty cool. And of course, last week, there was that report that came out that Gunn and Saffron were being looked at to produce and direct a secret DC movie, which they were half right about i guess uh i'm sure gunn is still going to direct something and now being the co-head of the studio he's got his pick of the litter of what he wants to do which i am all for now there are two other tidbits from the dc that i uh want to get in here as well of course henry cavill announcing that he's coming back to play superman was obviously super over no pun intended online no word on when he'll come back but he is officially back as superman he seems very happy about it there was that you know uh, line in I think it was Dwayne Johnson's uh, post that uh, they kept telling him no, and everyone was like, "Why would you tell Henry Cavill no? He wants to play Superman. Let him play Superman. What is wrong with you guys?" So now we're getting Henry Cavill as Superman, which is pretty cool. And in case you were wondering uh, when we're getting the next Batman sequel, this report came out. Reports are saying that we won't get the Batman sequel at least until 2025. That is probably the earliest we can get a Batman sequel. So Matt Reeves is currently, you know, away uh, working on the Batman. There was a report that he was working on um, or he was, you know, he was working on getting writers and directors to come in and 
potentially do um, films uh, centered on Batman villains to expand uh, the Batman, uh, you know, Batman's Rose Gallery's lore, like uh, Professor, um, was it uh, Pigman, Professor Pig, Pigman, uh, Professor Pig, sorry, Professor Pig, uh, everyone's yelling at me now, Uh, Professor Pig, Clayface, and uh, I think it was Scarecrow or the three that were jumped out so there there is that but uh, yeah we won't be getting a batman sequel until at least 2025 and this goes without saying but reports did come out say that the joker sequel will not be part of Gunn's dc universe just like the first one it was its own thing so i i i, I didn't see james gunn being like oh yeah we're gonna include that in our universe now i don't think that's the case so so that's pretty big like I mentioned, I'm all for James Gunn being ahead of a studio. I think it's a very interesting move, intriguing move. I think it's going to do uh, wonders. I think James Gunn being involved uh, in that is probably going to bring a lot of big-name directors on board, too. Maybe some big-name writers. I think people seeing a director in charge of a studio is going to definitely help them uh, be like, yeah, I want to go work with that. I want to go work with him because he knows what it's like to be a director. He knows what it's like to be on a time crunch to deal with studio interference to deal with all that so uh, obviously gun and saffron will have to report directly to david zauslav but or david zauslav and then the other heads of warner brothers which are michael deluca and um i, I uh, a woman pam something i didn't write down her name but uh, i know it's pam something um but they'll have to report to them obviously with with other stuff like you know budgeting and, and distribution and marketing and stuff like that but i think James Gunn being the head of the studio, again, it's going to help directors, you know, have an easier, uh, I think, easier way to to bring up to bring in directors. Rather, I'm I'm getting my words mixed up. I think it's going to be easier for them. I think it's going to be like they're going to see James Gunn be the head of the studio and be like, oh, I can easily go there and not worry that I'm going to have this producer breathing down my neck. It's like I can just go and talk to James, or I can go and talk to Peter Safran. I, I think that's a great move. Uh, I think it's going to help them out. I think it's going to be something that definitely maybe gives them the edge over Marvel. You know, uh, Kevin Feige, obviously, he's been a producer for a long time, but uh, obviously people trust him and he's earned that trust. But if you want to compare James Gunn to Kevin Feige, James Gunn's directed movies. Kevin Feige hasn't. So James Gunn has that leg up where he can talk to a director or you know even a writer and be like hey like what's the problem and let's let's try to fix that you know and and dc also doesn't really have the continuity of a marvel since marvel's been doing this for you know uh over a decade now but dc still you know trying to figure itself out trying to recalibrate as much as it can so we'll have to see what happens but uh i'm all for james gunn and even peter safran being the heads of studio i think that i think that's i think that's really cool and obviously the fact that they now have people especially people that know what they're doing in charge uh and that can help shape the future of the dc movies i think is great so that's that's pretty cool all right that is all the movie news i have at least at the time of this recording obviously if anything big drops and i haven't uploaded the podcast yet i'll drop it right here if not let us move on to the movies coming out in streaming and in theaters this weekend for all your viewing pleasures let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat all right let's get to the movies that are coming out this week we'll start off with the streaming movies we already have one that already came out and that is the blade of the 47 ronin ancient 
Japanese Ronin warriors set 3,000 or 300 years rather after uh, 47 Ronin in a modern day world where samurai clans exist in complete secrecy. Yes, this is a spiritual sequel to the 47 Ronin movie that came out years ago with Keanu Reeves. Uh, this is a new movie. It looks looks fine. It's it's it look it looks fine. It's gonna be on Netflix. Already already is on Netflix in case you hadn't seen it. It's already out, like I mentioned, so you can go check that out. In limited release, digital and VOD. Uh, is the lair when Royal Air Force pilot Lieutenant Kate Sinclair is shot down af- over in Afghanistan. She finds refuge in an abandoned underground bunker where deadly man-made biological weapons, half-human, half-alien, are awakened. This is directed by Neil Marshall, the man that gave us dog soldiers at the scent, uh, as co-written by him and star Charlotte Kirk from his last movie that he did, which was not good, called The Reckoning. I love Neil Marshall. I love his early work. I love Dog Soldiers. I love The Descent. Um, Centurion's even still still pretty good. Uh, he's directed episodes of Game of Thrones that are very good. But his recent stuff, The Reckoning, uh, not good. Hellboy, I'm not going to discredit him for Hellboy, but... Um, <laughs> uh, and I hope the, the layer's good. I, I don't know. It just... It looks fine. I just hope it's good. I just hope that Neil Marshall can go back to... Descent dog soldiers level being good because his last couple outings have not been overly good. Next movie is a prime video movie, Run Sweetheart Run. A woman played by Ella Belensky, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Uh, she was in the Charlie's Angels reboot, uh, she was also in the short lived Resident Evil Netflix series. She plays the one of the grown up sisters, the main one that we follow. Uh, tries to get home alive after her blind date turns out violent. This is pretty good. Nice survival story, a nice, uh, nice little uh, twist on the um, game of death kind of uh, story, or not game of, game of death? Am I thinking of game of death, or am I thinking of something else? A hard target, almost, I guess, sort of. Um, still, looks pretty good. Uh, looks decent enough. Uh, it's on Prime Video. Go check it out. Um, this was this was supposed to actually come out a couple years ago, but because of COVID and everything like that, they kind of just put it on the shelf. And so now it's finally coming out. Because I remember seeing this. It was supposed to come out last year. And it didn't come out. So there you go. Alright. Well we'll go back to Netflix. We have Wendell and Wild. Based on the book by Clay McLeod Champman. Uh, two scheming demon brothers. Wendell and Wild, Voiced by Keenan Michael Key and Jordan Peele. They're reuniting. Uh, Peele actually also co-wrote the movie. Enlists the aid of a 13 year old Kate Elliott. Uh, to summon them to the land of the living. This is pretty cool. It looks pretty good. If anything, uh, seeing Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key, even as their voices back, is pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. And uh, it's directed by Henry Selleck, who, uh, of course, did um, Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's his return, stop motion, and everything like that. It looks, again, it looks really good. Can't wait to see it. It's on Netflix. There you go. And finally, the last Netflix movie we're going to talk about, uh, the last streaming movie we're going to talk about, is All Quiet on the Western Front. This is a German remake of, of course, the classic movie, of the same name, All Quiet on the Western Front, and it follows German soldiers' terrifying experience and distress on the Western Front during World War One. It is filled with the German cast, obviously. Uh, one familiar face you may notice in there is Daniel Burrell, of course, um, Zemo from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, he's in there. I don't know who he's playing, but he is in, in the cast. This looks very good. Very, very good. Those, those are, I, I, I've never... I think I've only seen bits and pieces of the first one. I've never seen the whole thing in its entirety, but this looks... Very, very good. So I'm definitely going to be watching this at some point. Uh, So yeah, there you go. Those are your streaming movies. In theaters, we have an expansion release for Tar. 
This is a movie with Kate Blanchett, where she plays Lydia Tarr, a uh, widely considered one of the best living composers, conductors, and the first ever female music director of a major German orchestra. Uh, this has been getting some pretty good reviews, or some at least some decent reviews, and it's Kate Blanchett. So, I mean, really, how wrong can you go with Kate Blanchett? I mean, honestly. But uh, yeah, there you go. You got Tarr coming out. It's an expansion release. It's already been out, a limited release, but it's, it's getting an expansion release this week. The next movie is a limited release. It's called Called Jane. A married woman with an unwanted pregnancy lives in a time in America where she can't get a legal abortion and works with a group of suburban women to find help. This stars Elizabeth Banks, Kate Morrow's in there, Sigourney Weaver's in there. You got a good cast in there. No, it is not it has set in the present. It's actually set in the past. I think it's set during the uh, 70s uh, or the 80s, something like that. I, get, I think this is based off a true story as well. Very timely. I, I think they, they very timed that very, um, very good with what's going on recently. But there you go. You got Call Jane. Limited release. I'm sure I'll probably get an expansion release as the uh, weeks go on. But there you go. Uh, your wide releases this week, Till, in 1955, after Emmett Till is murdered in, in a brutal lynching, his mother vows to expose racism behind the attack while working to have those involved brought to justice. Uh, this movie has been, I think, been playing at the film festival circuits or has already played in some um, some various areas or some various places. Uh, and reviews are coming in. They're saying it's very good. They're saying the, the, the woman who plays Till's mother is very good. I, of course, did not write down her name because I'm a bad podcast host. But um, uh, they're saying it. They're saying it's it's pretty good. So uh, I'm I, I'm sure I will, I will watch this at some point. Uh, I, I don't think I'm rushing to the theaters because. Uh, that Emma Till story is just so, it's still to this day, so heartbreaking. It's, and it's like, why? It was needless for that to happen. And then your final movie coming out this weekend is Pray for the Devil. This was f- supposed to come out last year. If you remember a movie, going sitting down for a movie and watching a trailer for The Devil's Light, this is the same movie. This is Pray for the Devil. It's been titled, it has been delayed, and it's finally coming out. Pray for the Devil, a nun uh, prepares to help perform an exorcism and comes face-to-face with a demonic force with the mysterious ties to her past. This looks interesting. Um, Again, I I remember seeing the trailers last year, and I was like, okay, okay, I guess. uh, And then just nothing. Nothing. It just came out. Uh, There was no word, and then it finally said that we're delaying it, and we're delaying it until next year. And here we are, finally getting it. With a new title, I'm sure it's. I don't know. I don't know if it's bad, and they just delayed it, or if they had to go back and reshoot some stuff. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go watch it and find out and report to you guys if it's any good or not. So there you go. All right. So your movies again coming out this week. Pray for the devil. Till your limited release is called Jane. Your expansion release is Tar. You have a limited release for The Lair as well, but that's also out on digital and VOD if you want to go check that out. And then uh, on Netflix. You have Blade of the 47 Ronin, which is already out on Prime Video, Run Sweetheart Run. And then uh, back to Netflix, your uh, releases there are Wendell and Wild and All Quiet on the Western Front. That is it, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. I very much appreciate it. You guys are awesome. You guys are always awesome. I always consider you guys awesome. You've been listening all the way through. And uh, go check out all the links down below in the description slash show notes area, trailers, where you can listen to the podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Anchor, wherever you want to listen to, that's down there. Also, uh, links to the social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram. I'm always on Twitter. If you want to go chat it up, I'm always on there. Instagram, again, trying to use it more, but just so much easier to post on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, uh, there you go. And uh, what else is down there? Uh, just other links down there as well so you guys go check out. 
But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. I very much appreciate it. You guys are great. You guys are awesome. Uh, hopefully, you guys uh, enjoyed your Halloween. Have a safe one. Eat a lot of candy. Don't eat too much candy because then you go into a coma. Uh, go into a sugar coma. But uh, I'll try not to do that. I'll try to follow my own words as well. But uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Be safe as always. Of course, be careful. Be good people. And now, as always, go watch some movies. Woo-hoo! Yeah! Give it up! Movies!